Hello, welcome to episode 5 of the Mahita Mother podcast. Today is June 29th, 2011, and this is Kaz Makepeace, your host of the podcast, coming at you from my hometown of Woiwoi. Just a quick disclaimer before we start, everything that I sound here is of my opinion, unless stated otherwise. So my advice to you is to take what you like and leave the rest at home. Welcome once again to another week. I have been extremely busy the past couple of weeks. You may have noticed I've not been as active as I would like to be on the blog or on my social media channels, which is quite irritating and quite frustrating. But I'll talk more about that later as we get into today's episode. News going on in my life at the moment with the baby. Everything seems to be going well. I just had my midwife appointment today and I actually have to go in for another ultrasound just because I am nothing really to worry about but am measuring on the small side. But I'm not concerned because I was like that with Kalara and I've always been small and the midwife just doing it as a precaution and seems to think that it means I'll have another small baby, which is something for me to, I think, celebrate rather than worry. So I have an extra ultrasound this afternoon, which I'm excited about because I get to see my little girl once again before she arrives. I've only got, um, well, I'm putting out there seven weeks, but I'm 32 weeks this Friday. So let's see when she decides she wants to arrive. We went to Disney on Ice on Sunday, which Clara enjoyed and didn't enjoy. She spent the first... Uh, Half of the performance cowering in fear on my lap because of Scar from The Lion King. And The Lion King was my favourite part of the show, but she can get a little bit of intimidated by the loud noise and uh, the costumes and stuff. But come Tinkerbell section in the second half, she was sitting up and and singing and waving and having a great time. Really great show if you've never seen Disney on Ice. I was quite impressed with it and once again just blown away by the talent of ice skaters and how easy they make it look. If you've ever ice skated before, I'm sure you know there's nothing easy about it. Most of the time I spend gripping onto the side of the skating rink or on my butt, but having lots of fun with it anyway. I wrote recently a post of a rather strange meditation experience I had. I do try to meditate quite a bit. I find it a very peaceful experience. It kind of gets me focused and back on track and helps me to feel calm and happy. So strange experience I'll link to it in the show notes that sort of taught me a little bit about some issues that I had going on in my own life and um, well I'm just looking forward to see what happens from it from what I worked out but some good things are happening already and um, I'm looking forward to be sharing them with you soon. So the last couple of weeks I have been really busy with teaching. If you didn't know I'm I'm a teacher, primary school teacher and that's what has gotten me around the world. I've been able to use that profession to teach in many different countries which is is just being fantastic and I'm really glad that I did go into teaching because of those opportunities it did give me. But I'm really, I'm just not passionate about it and it's not what I want to continue doing. What I want to continue doing is what I'm doing right now is uh, my two blogs and I just love creating and connecting with people in the community and sharing and that's just how I want to spend my days. But unfortunately, when you're moving into living your passions, there is quite a crossover between going from the world of, um, let's say, the job world into the entrepreneurial world, and it takes a bit of time. And while you're crossing over, unfortunately, you have to remain stuck in the job world for some time until you can sort it out. So there's this often struggle for time versus money. And so I am casually teaching. I get paid really well for a day of casual work, and it does free me up to have some days through the week where I can work on my blog 
and of course it doesn't take up my after school time whereas if you're a full-time teacher then you really have no life because you are working on weekends and school holidays and until very late at night is an absolute myth that teachers have it easy because of all the holidays and that they get because they're busy working during those periods and and throughout the year as well in their free time so casual teaching is really good for me I had been getting about two or three days a week which was perfect to give me a lot of time to work on my blogs but the past couple of weeks I've been going in almost every day and I don't like to say no when they phone me up and ask me because it is a lot of money and of course we all know we need the money to survive and to, to do the things we like so I have been struggling the past couple of weeks going between I need more time but I need more money and which one is going to win out well at the moment it's going to be the money that wins out because we are saving to go traveling again and to reinvest in our business so with that means I've had no time during the day to work on my blogs and then in the afternoon I come home it's Kalira time until she goes to bed and by the time she goes to bed I'm absolutely exhausted and so I only managed to get a couple of hours of, of work in I wouldn't say it's high quality because I'm very tired um, so yeah I feel like my business is suffering and it's been very frustrating to me because I like to write my blog posts I like to interact with people online I love to do everything that's involved with my business but my job's been getting in the way so I thought that today I would tackle that issue on the podcast because I know there are plenty of women struggling with the same thing and you might not be running a business of your own you might just be working a job but balancing the demands of motherhood at the same time so whatever it is that you're doing if, if, if you have to go to a job and you have to balance these things in your life it is very frustrating and very difficult and so we need to find ways to make it better for ourselves it's challenging but it can be done it just means you have to become very efficient at what you do and you have to reduce a lot of the crap from your life, a lot of the things that take up so much of your time that's not urgent and unnecessary. And so I've just put together, I've got five um, tips, some things that I try to do to make it more efficient, to get things that I want to get done and things that are going to move me forward to achieving my goals. The first thing we need to do is prioritise. Now that might sound very obvious. You might think, what's she talking about that? Of course we need to prioritise, but a lot of people really don't prioritise. They've got all their orders in the wrong place and they put all their energy and focus into the wrong things. So you have to really narrow it down to work out for you what are the very most important things that you have to do first. Now with my business, I get a lot of people requesting interviews from me and, and guest posts and and all that kind of stuff which I love to do and I'm very happy doing but the past even the past couple of months really I've just been so busy that I've had to say look I'm really sorry but it's not a priority for me right now I will get to it when I can I don't like to do that because I like to I like to play full out and I like to help other people out and I, I like to uh, do these interviews and stuff but sometimes you have to really pull yourself up and say there are other things I must do first that's a prioritizing way that you need to think about things because sometimes there are tasks that you need to do in your business that are important and need to get done and do involve helping other people out but sometimes you have to put yourself out there first and do the other things that are just that little more important so you have to be aware of what that is in your business or in your life 
and then you need to put that out in the front. Um, one thing, and I've written a post before about cleaning, how I think it is pure insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, which I think is what exactly cleaning is, doing the same thing over and over again, and you turn around expecting a different result, but it's back to where it started, all messy again. I hate cleaning, but of course it's important. We don't want to live in filth. We don't want to surround ourselves in filth. That's not good for anyone health-wise or uh, our emotional state. But some people just put too much priority in cleaning. They are just bordering sometimes on obsessive-compulsive. Take a break. Put it away. It's going to be there when you turn around in five minutes. You might as well go and prioritise and get the most important things done first, the things that are going to move you towards gaining that free time, that more time. Sometimes if you have the money, for some people I highly recommend getting help in to do the cleaning. I know that that's what we're working towards. Um, one of the reasons we really would love to go back to Thailand is we know that we could definitely hire someone to clean our house at a very cheap price and then that gives us so much time to do what we want to do and what we love to do. So don't be fanatical about your cleaning, especially when you have children. I mean, some people are probably in there cleaning the toy room every 10 minutes. Forget about it. I've given up that. I do a massive clean of the toy room about once a week, maybe even stretching it once a fortnight if I'm honest. But I'm not going to be running around cleaning that every day because I know that in 10 minutes time, Clara's going to pull out all the toys and have them all over the floor again. So it's just a waste of my time. So that's something I think that you really need to look at and make sure that you are using your time effectively and uh, knowing that those household chores can still get done but they just don't need to be frenetically and frantically done every 10 minutes. The next tip I have is does deal with procrastination, something that I'm sure we're all really good at at different times in our life and usually procrastination is just fear in disguise, uh, fear and self-doubt that stops us from doing what we need to do. A lot of the time that comes from overwhelming tasks. So if you have an overwhelming task in front of you, something that you know will take quite a long time to do, especially when our time is limited, we tend to put it off. Well, I can't do that now because I've only got an hour. So I'll go and do something else and usually it involves flitting around on Facebook or Twitter. Not that they aren't important, they can be, but we have to really, again, prioritise and do the most essential tasks first. Now there's a saying is, what is a, the best way to eat an elephant? Well, it's to take small bites of the elephant at a time. And something I discovered recently, I was really procrastinating on a couple of tasks that I needed to get done that were quite large. I needed to get an advertising media kit done for my, my two sites. And I needed to get an e-book finished and, and all sorts of things. And I just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off because I just didn't have the time. Well eventually I said enough I've got to start working on this I will just do a little bit each day small bites of the elephant and so I did that just 20 minutes even each day just one new section of the advertising kit I did and eventually before I knew it a week had passed and the kit is almost finished now had not had I not gone to the small bites of the elephant way of thinking that would still be not even the first page done up but now I've got it almost completed and it looks really good. So whatever it is you need to achieve, don't look at the final task of it. And that's just going to put you back and put you off and you're going to be too overwhelmed. Just say, okay, what's one small bite of the elephant I can take today that's going to move me a little bit closer 
to getting it done. And then the next day, take another small bite. And the next day, another small bite. And before you know it, it will be done. Your mind will be rested and clear because it's out of the way. And you can move on to the next task. And you'll know that that, that approach, the small bites of the elephant strategy, really does work very well. I found that lately with reading books as well. I, I don't get time to read at all anymore. But I do like to read before I go to sleep of the night. And recently I brought a book. I didn't really like it much in the end, but I wanted to read it, and it was quite a big book, and I thought, how am I going to get this read? I don't have time. So my thinking was, I will just do one chapter a night. Luckily, they were quite short chapters. One chapter a night, and then, I mean, it took a few weeks, but eventually I got the book read. I skipped a couple of chapters, actually, because it was quite boring, but I eventually got the book read. I'm used to traveling. I could read a book in a day. And so I had to get over that way of thinking that you can read a book one chapter at a time and eventually get, get it done and learn what you want to learn from it. So small bites of the elephant, that way you're going to kick out that procrastination monster that rears its ugly head all the time. The next strategy or tip is to make use of your spare time or your down time. This is where we come in as the master multiple taskers. Very, very important that you decide to be a multitasker. Multitaskers are very efficient with their use of time. Time is the most precious luxury that we have, so you have to use it so wisely. I read recently somewhere that to be extraordinary or to be successful, to follow your dreams, you only have to do 10% more than everyone else. And when you think about it like that, it's really not a lot. 10% is really not a lot. 10% extra. So probably most of us are operating on the normal level, maybe a little bit more. So do what you can to up it to 10%. And that those people who are doing that are probably very efficient at using their down and their spare time. What I do now is I those tasks that I need to get done in my home that I don't like doing, like cooking or cleaning, I now do with a podcast on in my ears so I'm being very efficient with my t my time and I'm using that time for learning for learning more about podcasting or blogging or marketing whatever that's related to my business any kind of motivational or inspirational stuff I'm, I've, I'm, I'm making use of that time another thing I do with my cooking and cleaning time now is I will involve Clara obviously I don't have the podcast on when I'm doing that and that is a way that I can efficiently use my time, get what I need to get done, but make it quality time with my daughter. And she started to really love cooking now. She even loves watching MasterChef and all those programs on TV. And we have a really good mummy-daughter time when we cook together. It's lots of fun and she's learning and, and we're just having a really great time together. And she's becoming quite the little cleaner. She's really not, does not take after mummy. But it's a really, really big help for me. She'll even sweep sometimes for me. We'll go in. The other day we went in and cleaned the toy room together and we had a really fun time. We were being silly with the toys and that as we were doing it, laughing and giggling. So we were really becoming very efficient, spending quality time together but getting those chores done that need to be done. I am, and I spoke about this recently in a podcast too, how I'm preparing for childbirth, getting myself um, as fit as I can and as strong as I can. So now I've started walking to work 
and half of that walk means I, I, I take Kalara to childcare first and then I walk the rest of the way. And so after I drop her off, podcast goes in my ears and I'm learning, again, things that are very essential and important to my business. So I'm really making time of that that time that I have walking. Same goes with driving if you're driving any long distances. Put something on the radio that's going to benefit your goals. Don't waste your time listening to this crap talk back radio nonsense. Put something on that's going to benefit your life. Sometimes if we're travelling in the car as a family, I'll take my laptop and I'll do some work while I'm in the car. Really being very efficient, doing 10% more than everyone else. And then there's all that, also that time when you're driving or walking. Um, if you're driving, I don't recommend you do any work on your laptop. Um, but if you are driving and you're just going to be thinking anyway, because that's what we do, human beings never stop thinking, make it time to think about good things. Think about your goals. Plan in your mind maybe your next blog post or your schedule for the next week. Start visualising your goals, the, the things that you want to happen. Start imagining them that they're there. And So really make use of that time instead of thinking and fretting over what someone said yesterday or, or stressing about finances or all those other things that usually occupy our headspace. I say don't let people or things rent space in your head, okay? You take control of what's in your head. Don't let other things rent space. You rent it out and you use that quality time of thinking to prepare and plan for your future in productive and positive ways. Also, lunch breaks at work. My choice is, okay, I'm busy at work all day. I get tired. Sure, I want a break. I could go down the staff room and sit there for 40 minutes with people I don't really know that well and I could talk about meaningless crap. Uh, the TV shows last night, I could talk about other students, um, the stresses that I've got going on during my day at school, how bad the principal is, yada, yada, yada. Or I could stay in my room where it's peaceful and quiet, I have the computer, and I can do some work. Again, do 10% more than other people are willing to do, and always Use your time efficiently. Make sure that every single minute you are doing something that's going to move you forward. Number four, feed your mind with the right stuff. Do you have any idea how much time is taken up through thinking crappy thoughts? Don't let people and other things rent space in your head. Do you understand how much time we is taken up in our lives by watching crap and by listening to crap and reading crap? You don't need to know what is happening in the world every 10 minutes like our media sources around the world would have us believe is very important so that they can sell more advertising space on their TV channels and magazines and newspapers. The world, yes, there's always things going wrong in the world. That's just part of the human condition. You don't need to involve yourself in it. You don't really even need to know what's going on. Sometimes it might be important to know what's going on because it might be affecting you some way or there might be something positive you can do to try and help the world. If something is really happening that you need to know about it, trust me, someone will tell you. 
you will find out about it. Turn off the news. Shut the newspaper. You don't need to know it. That stuff is constant negative news. It is going to fill your head up with all these thoughts and bad feelings about how horrible the world is. And that's not good for anybody. If we all sit around lamenting about how bad the world is and getting down about it, what sort of energy are we then throwing out and putting back into the world? Negative. Negative breeds negative. The best way that we can help our world is to lift ourselves up and to lift our spirit up and become positive, friendly, loving people, which in turn will affect the world. And constantly being surrounded by this news is not going to help you. The same goes with reality crappy TV shows. Now, some of them I really like. I like The Amazing Race. I watch it because I love to travel and it inspires me and motivates me. So choose your programs well. Yes, I love sitting on the couch and doing nothing but watch TV. Everybody loves those downtimes. And yes, they are important. And of course, you have to find ways to have them as well. Just really reduce your TV time. Choose maybe one program a week. And I hope one program a day. I would never watch more than one program a day. Use that as your downtime. And while you're doing that, while you're watching, just allow your mind the space to think about what you're watching and see how you could apply that then to maybe your business or your goals. As I said, I watch The Amazing Race because it inspires and motivates me. Some TV programs I might watch because they also inspire me and they give me thoughts about what I could write about. Same with reading. Sometimes I'll read a particular magazine or maybe even a newspaper article, but I'm only going to read it if I know it's going to benefit me in some way. I'm not going to read it if it's just a negative news story that does nothing but make me feel bad. It's no point. It's not going to help me improve my life. And I can't stand it when people just constantly want to tell me about negative news stories and gossip and TV shows. I'm not interested. I don't want to fill my head with that. I don't want my head that to be rented out in my head. I've got I've got to make room for more positive things. So instead I choose positive stories, positive programs, things that are going to benefit me. And I think that's a really, really big thing when you're crossing over from a job life to an entrepreneurial life or if you're struggling between job and time or anything. One of the biggest ways you can cut back and give yourself more time is to cut back on these news stories, these TV programs, these books and magazines and newspapers that we read. Most of the time it fills our head with junk. So really I would spend some time this week and evaluate that for yourself. What can you get rid of? What can you replace it with that's more positive and empowering? And the last one is do the best with what you have from where you are. I spoke about this in my very first podcast. It's something that Craig and I use all the time. It's a very powerful statement. And you have to understand that in life you can only do the best with what you have from where you are. So for the past couple of weeks, my place in life, my where I was, was that I had to take this work that came my way every day. And, and from that I could only do the best I could with what I had. And I couldn't beat myself up about it. And so whenever I got a bit frustrated or annoyed or angry, I had to remind myself that this is what is necessary for me to do right now and I have to do the best with that and that is all I can do. And if I'm doing the best with that, then I can feel good and not to stress if things don't get done because I just don't have the time or resources. That is, as long as I'm doing the best, as long as I'm putting that foot forward, and it doesn't matter how slowly, 
doesn't matter how slowly you're moving forward, as long as you're moving forward. So I had to make some decisions. I couldn't do a podcast last week. I had a couple of blog posts that I just couldn't get out. I like to post every day. I just couldn't do it. Um, and with our travel blog, we had to skip our podcast for our travel blog for the week as well because Craig was working every day too. Um, so we just couldn't do it. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's all going to be there when you get back and that time comes. Sometimes I think the universe forces these things upon us because it wants to give us the step back we need to be able to come forward again. It wants to give us that space we need for our new ideas to germinate and grow. And usually I find when I have these forced breaks or even when I take the break myself, I usually come back a lot better than before and I usually have a lot of really great ideas that suddenly start flowing. Um, I just had one before because I'm back, I'm not school today, so I'm back doing this and then I had another idea came to me that I never thought of before, it just came out of the blue, it's something that I think we can use really well for our travel blog, but something unique that no one else is doing. And, you know, maybe if I had had the last few weeks just full on working my business, that, that idea may not have had the space to grow inside me and come on out. So you need to be aware that sometimes a break is what you need to catapult yourself into the next level and just focus on doing the best with what you have from where you are. I hope those tips can help you if you're struggling in your life between time and money. I'm going to be writing a couple of posts about it over the next coming weeks because I think it's something everybody suffers with. And once again, I said it doesn't matter if it's you're struggling with this because of a business perspective or what your goal is. Maybe it's just you just want to have more of that time with your children, but the job's getting in the way. However it relates to you, these tips are really going to be very helpful for you. Please don't forget to leave me a comment or any feedbacks below just to let me know if these tips are helpful, how this podcast is helping you and how I can make it better. You can also always put it on my fan page wall as well. And one other news, I did get another, I actually wrote this ebook quite some time ago and it's um, Your Essential Compass, Five Guiding Principles of Success. I have now included that as a bonus for when you subscribe to my newsletter. So now you get two ebooks. Um, the first one is 20 Lessons Travel Taught Me About Living an Empowered Life. And then there is the Five Guiding Principles ebook. So make sure I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Go and click sign up to that, get your two free ebooks, and you'll get my bi monthly newsletter as well, filled with some more tips on putting the mojo back into your life. Share it with your friends and leave me some comments and feedback so I know how I can improve it for you. Thanks for joining me today on this June 29th, 2011. Don't forget to connect with me on Facebook and Twitter. And if you like what I do, share it with your friends. This is Kaz from Mahina Mother wishing you an extraordinary week. See you next time. Bye.